What's up, everybody? You listen to a new podcast episode of Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Thank you to BS3 Radio. I'm, power, I'm happy to be a part of the family. Thank you for the distributing my podcast across the different platforms that podcasts can be heard on. Real quick about BS3 Radio, you can follow them on social media at BS3 Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And also you can follow uh, BS3 Radio Group on Facebook. Um, I want to speak about two podcast on bs3 radio that got my attention see this is not a games and individual performances well this is an individual performance although one is a duel sons are us one of my favorite shows on uh bs3 radio ben's parents remind me of my parents it's one of the reasons why i have an affinity or affection towards that uh, particular podcast and also the latina latina in the hood her latest episode yo it, it was one that I got to say, was a subject that's dear to me because for someone who suffered from low self-esteem for a long time, I'm talking about myself, I like that particular podcast. Shout out to her. That was a that was a real episode. Really real. All right. We'll take on sports on social media at WWS underscore sports show on Twitter and Instagram. And also, please go to my Facebook page and click the like button. Celebrating 100 years of the Negro Leagues, I'm going to bring you a Negro League legend that I was shocked to find out for myself as I go went back and listened to some of the uh, episodes <laughs> that I did not mention this man. Mr. Leroy Satchel Page, one of the greatest pitchers in Negro League history. Uh, he's a 168-game winner in the Negro, 146-game winner in the Negro Leagues. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a lot more than that as Negro League stats are not really uh, official. Um, there are some stats that are missing. He also was able to pitch in Major League Baseball. He got, he was He made his debut in Major League Baseball at the age of 42. That's interesting. In 1948, he was also a part of a World Series uh, championship winner for Cleveland, professional baseball team. Uh, his major league record is 26. Oh, my bad. 28 and 31. I need to put on my glasses. 28 and 31 with ENR, ERA of 329. Uh, listen, Leroy Satchel Page, as I've known him, is one of the most famous uh, Negro leaguers of uh, the Easily the top three is him, Josh Gibson, and of course, uh, his Kansas City Monarch teammate, Mr. Jackie Robinson. So, today's Negro League legend that I want to bring to your attention, Mr. Leroy Satchel Page. I'm shocked that I had not uh, mentioned him previously. So, to my surprise. All right, real quick before I get into the games, so the wild card weekend, the national uh, title game prediction. Uh, I'm going to give you right now. Bama's an eight and a half point favorite over Ohio State tonight. Ohio State's got uh, issues uh, with uh, COVID protocols. Maybe some players will be missing tonight. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Alabama's going to cover those points and win another mythical national title. Alabama's the best team in college football in this strange year to play sports. Period. Let alone college uh, college sports. But anyway, they're going to play it down in my hometown. Uh, at a stadium that's not too far from where I grew up in Miami Gardens. So, but tonight the national title game will be played, and I think Alabama will easily 
uh, dispatch of Ohio State. Ohio State may pull upset, but I just don't see it. To be quite honest with you, I think uh, Bama's just too good. I mean, you got a 20, 20 touchdown running back and a 20 touchdown receiving a quarterback who also was in the Heisman or one of the top players at his position uh, in any league, let alone college football. That gives you a very good opportunity to win. Pay attention, Sonny. Pay attention. Hey, boy, pay attention to me when I'm talking to you. Games and individual performances in sports that got my attention. NFL Wild Card Weekend. Great games. Great games. Some surprising results. First, let me start off by saying I was 2-4 against the spread uh, last week. I was 4-2 straight up. But the most important thing, I won the personal wager between myself and my friend, Mr. Derek Wilson. Uh, so I got 20 plain wings with some sauce on the side in my near future. And then I again, uh, then I will again make picks this week on Facebook Live and other platforms that can be heard on. That'll be Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard, Eastern Standard Time. So check us out. All right, that clip that I played in the beginning was in, re- in reference between an uh, uh, interaction in Week 11 between John Harbaugh and Mike Vrabel. Now, let me just tell you what happened. The Titans came out during pregame warm-ups or whatever the situation was. Teams were warming up. They decided to huddle on the logo of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Titans had already were already under the Ravens' skin because they are the team that ended their season uh, in the 20, 2019 playoffs. So, of course, motivation, professional athletes, Baltimore want to get some revenge. But that game started off in what Jim Har- uh, John Harbaugh uh, deemed disrespectful, as you heard in that uh, clip at the beginning. Me, personally, I don't care about this logo stuff. But anyway, that, that means something to these professional athletes in high school and college, too, for that matter. But anyway, so it already that game was already begin. They put them out in the playoffs last season, and then they come out to be disrespectful, huddle up on their uh, logo, and you had an interaction between the coach and then Malcolm Butler, one of the players, had a, had a few choice words for John Harbaugh also. And Tennessee actually won that game late over Baltimore. So, all right, to yesterday. See Lamar run. Lamar Jackson had – Lamar Jackson played a very good game. He finally got off that uh, uh, and got a win in a playoff game uh, previous two times. He tried, lost this. This time he got the W playing his style of football. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback, point blank period. There's no other way to put it. He's a running quarterback. And he did complete some passes outside the numbers. Still not a very good throw of the football out there. But anyway, he did what he needed to do. This man had 136 yards rushing, and he threw for 179 yards. So that's easily a three, uh, over 300 yards in total offense performance. Uh, he just played well. Lamar Jackson played well. He didn't, hurt his, he didn't hurt his team. He got a key contribution from Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, because he's from Hollywood, Florida. That's the name that Gus Johnson of Fox Sports gave him. So uh, 109 yards from Marquise Brown. So he got key contributions uh, from other players on the offense. And without a doubt, one of the best defensive performances I think Baltimore probably played this entire season because they absolutely stymied Derrick Henry. I said in a preview, talking to D last Wednesday, there's no way Derrick Henry should beat the Baltimore Ravens. If he does, that's on the Baltimore Ravens. They deserve to lose. They stopped that boy for 40 yards on 18 carries. 
that's a great defensive performance for a guy uh, against a guy who had 2,000 yards rushing in the regular season. So Baltimore's defense showed up, and they made Ryan Tannehill beat him. I know the Ryan Tannehill supporters, former Dolphins, some of you that are Tennessee Titan fans who have reached out to me because of my uh, – I deemed him wide receiver 17 and said he's not a good quarterback, and I backed off for that somewhat. But I said I will make Ryan Tannehill beat me if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, and he couldn't. Key interception late in that game, and this is where I want to get to. Marcus Peters picks off the pass, and the entire defensive unit decided to dance on Tennessee's logo. Me, personally, didn't have a problem with it. Thought it was fun. Thought it was funny. I didn't see any issue with it. Um, according to some of the former players on the uh, four-letter network um, in the post-game show, didn't have a problem with it. Uh, Booger McFarlane. So, me, I don't have a problem. Some of you may have a problem with that. It did. The other thing that people may have a problem with is the simple fact they did not shake hands. That's disdain. That is now a legit rivalry between these two teams because now they faced each other in back-to-back seasons in the postseason. And Tennessee won last year in Baltimore. This season, Baltimore wins in Tennessee. And then add the extra uh, curricular activity or stumping on their logo, not after the game, not before the game, but after an interception. Whew. Disrespectful. Just utterly disrespectful. But anyway, Baltimore got the win, and that is the game that put me over the top against D. As D and I, we only we agreed on uh, three games, and we disagreed on three, and Baltimore was able to get me to win and get me to 20 wings. You know, one of the things that's, that I'm starting to uh, notice more than anything else is Social media allows people to have opinions. And and I don't have a problem with anyone's opinion. I don't care if I agree with you, disagree with you, whether it's about sports, politics, music, religion, relationships, whatever. It, it doesn't matter to me. I, I'm just, I don't really take social media uh, that seriously. But one of the things that I understand about social media is that people like things that they're familiar with. They don't like to see much change. Not much. Not, that's one of the constant themes I take from social media. And for the NFL, a lot of you on social media, uh, you you like the fact that Brady Breeze, Big Ben, and Phillip Rivers, you know, these senior QBs, they were able to make the NFL playoffs, you know, because you're familiar. You, you, you know those names. You're familiar with those guys. Me, I've been critical of all these guys at one point in the season. Uh, uh, during the uh, 2020 regular season. But two of those guys, of the senior QBs, had a great performance. One guy won. One guy nearly pulled off an amazing upset uh, to start the weekend off, and that's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, I've never been a fan of. He's got the funky delivery, but the objective is to be is to get the ball down the field and get the passes completed. Now, he didn't have an outstanding day statistically in regards to a high percentage number, but Indianapolis nearly pulled off that upset. I mean, they only lost by three, and then they, and then a Hail Mary ended it at the end. But Phillip Rivers showed his limitation because that Hail Mary made it nowhere near the end zone. I think it was like 10 yards short or something like that. But Phillip Rivers, uh, 26, 40, 26 for 46, 309, no interceptions. He was not sacked. He lost no fumbles, but he did throw for two touchdowns. But great performance. 
But, I mean, you know, he, he did what he needed to do. He put his team in position uh, to give his team a chance to uh, uh, to win, but they didn't. They lost by three points. Now, the guy who had the best weekend of the senior circuit QBs is Tom Brady, 381 yards passing. And he had a target on his back because the young man, Chase Young, said, who's an absolute freak of nature with his athleticism, he wanted to get to Tom Brady. Now, granted, this kid probably wasn't even probably wasn't even born when Tom Brady uh, <laughs> won his first Super Bowl, or he probably was in diapers when Tom Brady won his Super Bowl, first Super Bowl. But I didn't take what Chase Young said as a matter of disrespect. I just took it as, hey, this is a guy since he can since he has probably been watching football, have known of football, has been in the league. He's definitely one of the all time greats in regards to quarterback play. So. There's a sign that, you know, Chase Young probably thought it would have been an honor to be able to sack Tom Brady. So, anyway, in this ball game, Tampa Bay was able to get the win, but that Heineke kid played a great game. He really did. I don't know who he was. I didn't know who he was before the start of this game, but I learned who he was during the course of that game. I mean, he played a good game, not not nothing too uh, – not not nothing gaudy as far as his statistics, but he made plays, and that and that's – all it that's all that matters is, is you got to be able to make plays when you're supposed to. But anyway, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers made more plays. Mike Evans had 119 yards and think he would be able to play because of the uh, knee injury he suffered in Week 17. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got the win, and again, Tom Brady um, had a great performance. And he's Tom Brady, and he that's what he does in the playoffs. He shows up. Now Drew Brees did win. And the New Orleans Saints did not win because of Drew Brees. I've said this countless numbers, countless number of times. The New Orleans Saints have they have a championship caliber defense. They have a Super Bowl caliber defense. What Drew Brees cannot do is be the reason they lose. You see what I'm saying? He he could be the the, the quarterback. He's definitely an upgrade over Taysom Hill in regards to his accuracy. But anyway, um, but Drew Brees is not going to be the reason they win, and he. but he cannot be the reason they lose. It's just that simple. It, it's no other way that I can put this. Drew Brees and New Orleans played a good game. Yes, he threw for 265 yards, but I think he dinked and dunked so much it was just ridiculous. Why uh, Chicago didn't you know, squat down, I don't know. But, hey, it is what it is. I mean, the man was 28 for 39, only 11 incompletions. But that's Drew Brees. He's accurate. Uh, he's Got a high completion percentage, but as far as pushing that ball down the field, eh, it's not his thing. <laughs> just, just that's just not his thing. And um, D took Chicago Bears, and I told him, Mitchell Trubisky is n- n- no. I'm sorry, no, he, he's just not that guy. And uh, then I, I've noticed uh, watching the four letter that people want Matt Nagy to move on. This man's made three playoffs. I think he's had three winning seasons, something along those lines, and they want this man to lose his job. That's that's harsh. That's harsh to me. I mean, yes, I mean he he was skeptical for signing Nick Foles and thinking and thinking Nick Foles was the answer. But my goodness, the man's produced winners. I mean, he's got the team to the playoffs. Can't win the Super Bowl every year. And not and and, and as good as his defense is, his offense is limited. Most of that is because of Mitchell Trubisky. Point blank period. I'm just going to put it out there and just try to told you. It's just that way. All right, the other game with a senior quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, 501 yards. Man, that sounds great, doesn't it? Four interceptions, one fumble. That may not – I should not put on him. That's on Pounce to the center. Snap the ball, 
Cleveland got the first touchdown. Cleveland was up 28 to 0 at one point in this game. 28 to nothing. Off a of Big Ben for a minute. How in the world Cleveland with no practice? Coach not there because of COVID-19. Coach is home in the basement watching. Can't have any communication. Can't do anything. And he put the special teams guy in charge. Offense coordinator, of course, made the, he, he called the plays, and then the defense coordinator called the plays. But anyway, the decision as far as um, timeouts, go for it or don't go for it, that all came down to the special teams coach. <laughs> really didn't come down to much because they jumped all over Pittsburgh early. Big Ben threw 68 passes in this game. Pittsburgh has struggled with the running game ever since they lost that first game. Uh, they finished the season losing five out of six games. This is not your grandpa's Steelers. This is not your daddy's Steelers. This is not even the Steelers that if you're around my age that you knew growing up. These Steelers can't run the ball for nothing at all. They cannot. They get no push on the offensive line. Uh, the Browns just had their way as far as stopping the run. They run. They they got 52 yards rushing or 16 rushing attempts, and they passed the ball 68 times. You will not win many games passing the ball that much, let alone a playoff game. And out of those 68 attempts, Big Ben wasn't sacked. He was harassed, but he was not sacked. 501 yards, four touchdowns, and four interceptions for Big Ben. I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do as far as going forward. We know they they find a way to uh, stay within the limitations of whatever they deem financially. Juju Smith-Schuster will be a free agent. Do they pay him or not? That's going to be the topic because, I mean, they got the Washington kid. They got the Claypool, Claypool kid, so they got two wide receivers. Do they want to basically – make Smith-Schuster a high-paid receiver? That's the question they got going to the offseason. But right now, uh, they are out. Big Ben is going to play golf, and uh, no great Mike Tomlin quotes coming up in the near future because the Pittsburgh Steelers are done. It is a change of the young guard in regards to the quarterback. Like I said, Lamar Jackson had a great day. Baker Mayfield didn't have such a bad day either. Um, eh, Baker played all right. He, he, play, he played all right. Um and congratulations to the city of Cleveland for finally getting a playoff win. Congratulations to the city of Buffalo also for finally getting a playoff win. All right, let me get into the Rams and the Seahawks, that game. Listen, the Rams are who you, if you are an NFL fan or an average sports fan, they are who you thought they were. They are a, an outstanding defensive team that secondary has been – pretty much overlooked. People think they're just Jalen Ramsey. I have been shouting this since I watched them play the Dolphins. And Jalen Ramsey didn't play. And I watched Darius Williams. I watched the Hill kid. And I say, that's an unbelievable defensive group. Linebackers? Huh. But you don't have to have great linebackers when your defensive line is terrorizing the opposition. Russell Wilson was under heat. Heat. All game long. Yeah, I understand DK and DK Big Calf got frustrated because he felt like he needed to he needed more targets. Although he did have ninety six yards, but he didn't have much success against Jalen Ramsey. But anyway, he did have uh two touchdowns in that ball game. One came off a play that only 
Russell Wilson and maybe a couple of few other guys can make. Russell Wilson rolling away from his throwing hand uh, to the left through an absolute dime on the run in a scramble in a scramble drill type play to DK Metcalf. Only Russell and a few other guys could make that play. Maybe uh, Murray out of Arizona, Watson uh, in Houston. Real quick before I finish, that just into my thought. I saw something of uh, four letter doing a NFL countdown preview thing. This is Sean Watson to the Miami Dolphins stuff. Let me address that right now. The Dolphins and uh, Chris Greer, the GM, and Brian Flores would be absolutely out of their doggone mind if they trade that third overall pick and tour to the Houston Texans. Now, I know that may not be a popular thought amongst some of you, some Dolphin fans, but the Dolphins would be out of their absolute mind to trade the number three pick back to Houston after Houston worked so hard to stink this season and earn the Miami Dolphins a top three pick for Deshaun Watson. I know what Deshaun Watson did on a 4-12 team. I understand at this point he is a better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. I get it. But this is not the NBA, brother. And you do not need – and the Miami Dolphins are nowhere, shape, form, or fashion one player away or one quarterback away from making the Super Bowl. The Dolphins got holes. And with the resources that they have and the cap money that they have, they can fix those – get those holes plugged right now. And you don't need a superstar quarterback like Deshaun Watson to win. You need a serviceable guy. And Tua could be that guy. He was just a rookie this year. Let's see what his improvement will be in his second year. Peyton Manning made an improvement in his second year. Pat Mahomes started in his second year and won an MVP. Lamar Jackson won the MVP in his second year. Let's see what Tua does in his second year before the Dolphins give up capital and draft resources and things to get Deshaun Watson I mean, people say, yeah, the Dolphins have the resources, the draft resources to do it, but there would be no way they should give up the number three pick for Deshaun Watson and Tua. And then on top of that, another first-round pick? Chris Greer would be nuts. Now, I may give him an 18 pick and Tua on a number one next year, but I'm not giving up that number three. Uh Uh-uh. No way, no how, no chance, because usually in the NFL or any draft, really, yourself in Major League Baseball – (laughs) <laughs> in hockey. Uh, in the NBA and the NFL, if you got top five picks, those guys make differences. They can help you be a winner. Notice I said guys. Deshaun Watson is one guy. Mm-mm. I wouldn't make that pick. But anyway, back to the Rams. Uh, moving forward, I'm looking forward to this game, of uh, all the games in the division round between the Packers and the Rams coming up this weekend because I am looking forward to Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. That is going to be really interesting. I don't care if Aaron Donald plays or not. And in my opinion, Aaron Donald is the defensive player of the year. I don't care if he plays or not. Let's see what Aaron Rodgers is going to do against that defense. And I think he'll be running for his life or be running and scrambling and, and moving off the spot also just like Russ, Russ was. And just like Russ, he can throw on a run. Aaron Rodgers is very athletic. He should be the MVP, in my opinion, of the National Football League. But let's see what he does when he's not so comfortable back there because the Rams' defense line is legit. Aaron Donald 
or not. And if Aaron Donald can give them anything, it helps. But that defense is real, and that secondary is as good as it gets in the league, in the N, the F, and the L. So that's my thoughts on the NFL wildcard weekend. I want to move on to European football and go over to the Bundesliga and talk about Matthew Hoppy. Young 19-year-old American is the first American to score a hat trick in the Bundesliga match. I didn't know who Matthew Hoppy was until I was watching the game between uh, FC uh, FC Soccer and the, uh, the opponent they playing. And he, Matthew Hoppy was the huge reason why FC Soccer finally got in the win column and stopped a, a massive losing streak that dated back to last season. But anyway, hat trick. And... There's questions in the middle of that broadcast whether he should be a center forward or a striker. Uh, yeah, put him up front. Let's see what happens. And pay attention, Greg Burkholder, the U.S. men's national team coach. Pay attention because um, stop looking at MLS guys for U.S. men's national team when you got all these great young Americans playing top-level football in Europe. Looking at these MLS guys, MLS is fine for – we gl- I'm glad we got a domestic league, but that's just no. It's not. It's not a good top quality league. I'm glad we had a league, but it's not top quality league, and that means it's not top quality play gonna be coming from there. So look, Europe. Look at Europe, and look at Matthew Hoppy. Look at Sebastian Soto, and of course Josh Sargent. Although he only has one goal, but anyway, Matthew Hoppy. Congratulations. Uh, that hat trick that he was able to get. Um, league I follow closely than some of the others. Uh, the Premier League. Uh, it was off this week, but uh, the English uh, football was not on hiatus. They were playing in another domestic cup. Man, the English played so much uh, football is ridiculous. But anyway, another domestic cup, my favorite club side, and a lot of these top-level teams in the Premier League were playing really scrimmages or exhibition matches disguised as domestic tournament third round games but anyway manchester city played against birmingham got a four nil win should have been a lot worse than that congratulations to zach stephens for getting a clean sheet uh in that match but yeah it, it was just a chance for some of these guys to get back on uh some of the top level teams to get some of that guys some work get some guys who had been in the slumps an opportunity to uh get some work in against an opponent uh, and they have some positive results, uh, i.e. Bernardo Silva for my Manchester City side. And then looking over at Chelsea, uh, Timo Warner, their high price uh, acquisition during the transfer w- summer window, he was able to finally find the old onion bog, as uh, the top announcer in uh, English football would say. But that's all that was. Um, it's, and, and then let me go over to the Serie A real quick. Juventus, I'm – Hoping Weston McKinney will be okay. Uh, I looked at the top of the table of that uh, league, and Juventus is struggling. AC Milan is at the top of the Serie A, to my surprise. I know Ibrahimovic is on that team. Uh, the ageless wonder that he is, I guess you could say he's the Tom Brady or LeBron James of of uh, the Serie A because, I mean, Ibrahimovic has got to be close to 40. And this man – is scoring goals. He has 10 goals in seven matches, seven match appearances. That's what he's been doing most of his career. I mean, he even came over to the L.A. Galaxy for a little while and just terrorized the MLS. I mean, this dude was just a nightmare in the MLS. He had to be thinking, this this can't be this easy. 
but he's continued his scoring pace in the Serie A against better competition. And a, and hence, AC Milan is at the top of the table in the Serie A. I was stunned to see that. I could not believe it. And Inter is right behind him with Lukaku and all of those guys, but the Napoli's, the, the Lazio's, the Sassuolo's, the Sassuolo's. Uh, I mean, all these teams are just bundled up together in the Serie A, in a league, in a uh, competition where Juventus has just dominated this this uh, the Serie A. I like, think they got like eight straight wins. That's how impressive they've been uh, in, a near, in nearly a decade. But anyway, just Serie A was the only one. Well, they uh, and also La Liga. They were playing also did some uh, league league cup matches, but. Syria, big time. AC Milan, and they got deep, deep history. AC Milan. I mean, they're they're one of the more famous clubs in Europe. Definitely one of the most famous clubs in the Syria. But they are at the top of the table over Juventus, and Juventus is t- deep everywhere. But again, like I said, old Weston McKinney feels better. He left that. He did leave their match against Sassuolo, um with an injury. So I hope he feels better. All right. Before I get out of here, let me talk about the NBA. And uh, the NBA is finding, that, finding out that life is not as easy outside that bubble in regards to COVID negative tests. It has been nuts uh, in regards. Last night, the, the the Celtics and the Heat were canceled because the Heat couldn't field at least eight players because of uh, contact tracing. Um, the night, the day before, the Philadelphia 76ers did have eight players, and they played a game against Denver that they lost, but it's the NBA is finding out what the rest of the leagues found out and the NBA knew this and because uh, Adam Silver did make mention of this uh, before the season started that, yeah, they're going to be positive tests. They're going to see how they're going to be able to work and make up games. And right now they got one game to make up and that's Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. So it's, it's the world we're in right now. This is just the current climate. We're living in, a, in the midst of a global pandemic, and it's a challenge to try to get games played um, during this time. I mean, the Cleveland Browns didn't practice. And again, I'm going to say this, score 48 points. That's how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers are. That's how bad they are. The Browns didn't even practice, and they scored 48 points. So, all right, check me out on Wednesday, Facebook Live and other platforms. You can see it on YouTube, Twitter. And me and my friend Derek Wilson will we'll, we'll preview the divisional round. So I'm looking forward to that and see if I can capture some more wings. Thank you again so much for your patience and listening to my opinions about sports. I close the show the same way every single time. Say a prayer for somebody. Because prayer changes things. I'll holler. Be safe. Keep up that social distancing. Wear your mask. We are not nowhere near out of the woods of what's going on. Be thoughtful of others and wear your mask and keep the social distancing up. Be easy. Be safe. 